Welcome to the Bright Ideas podcast series brought to you by the American Academy of Optometry Foundation in collaboration with the Innovation Council. In this episode, host Maureen Plowman talks to guest Daniel Taylor of Protoconk. Hi, everyone. I'm Mo Plowman, and I'm speaking today with Dr. Daniel Taylor, a finalist of the American Academy of Optometry Foundation's Bright Ideas Pitch Competition. Daniel is the co-inventor of the Protoconk, and we're excited to talk with him today about this product and its potential impact for optometrists and our patients. So welcome, Daniel. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, so tell us a little bit more about Protoconk. What gap does it fill in patient care? Sure. Uh, people who have cochlear implants, people who were born deaf or have acquired deafness, of course, oftentimes will wear those uh, external components of their cochlear implant system uh, in the space above the ear. And of course, that's a problem uh, because uh, if you also have to wear or would like to wear glasses, that's where the temple sits. And so for adults, it can be inconvenient. For children, it can sometimes be catastrophic. Kids who can't keep either their glasses or their cochlear implants uh, comfortably and securely um, seated where they need to be. And so as children are developing both their vision as well as their um, hearing abilities, um, having both of those, uh, both glasses and uh, cochlear implants in place and functioning appropriately, comfortably, is crucial for the development of, of those abilities. So the niche this uh, protocol addresses is that it allows people uh, to be able to take off their glasses, put them back on a bit, again, easily, clearly, uh, comfortably, and then also... Um, when uh, if they if they want uh, for children, for example, if parents want the children to be able to wear both of them more securely than what they had before. Uh, we also have a solution that allows them to do that. Well, that is neat. And I could see where there's definitely a potential there. I can't imagine there's much out on the market for these patients. Um, I think you addressed some of the key features, but you, you could just kind of review some of the mechanics. You know, does this work with any pair of glasses or, or how would this come into um, our listeners practice in the future? What we have right now is a beta one prototype. We received some funding elsewhere to get to this point, and it's 3D printable, which makes it quite flexible and easy to have rapid prototypes uh, develop as we get more feedback. The hope is that eventually it will work with most pairs of glasses with the help of a expert optician who could uh, make a little adjustment to the glasses temple and then connect the 3D printable adapter uh, to the glasses temple. Uh, essentially, what we do is we take advantage of a design element on a cochlear implant called an ear hook. And that's a part on the front of the cochlear implant processor that just kind of hooks right around the front of the ear to snug the cochlear implant in place. That's a removable part, it's made of silicon. So all we did was get a 3D printable part that has a adapting joint that allows it to be seated on the adjusted uh, glasses frame so that they can be taken off and on easily. And so that's ultimately it. Hopefully it'll work with most pair of glasses. Hopefully eventually we can get some glasses manufacturers who are interested in developing temples that have the adapter already within them so that the surgical element, if you care to say it that way, of adjusting the glasses is, uh, is no longer necessary. One other feature that we've developed is an ability to reassemble the glasses because not everybody who wears cochlear implants wants to wear them all day. Uh, 
Uh, some children, for example, get overwhelmed with sound. And so by the end of the day, they want to take their cochlear implants off. So by allowing the glasses to be reassembled with a second adapter that goes on the stub of the cut temple, for example, then it's very easy for someone to put the glasses back together and wear them even if they don't happen to be wearing their cochlear implants. I love it. It sounds like there's a lot of versatility there and the general general good use. Um, so you've talked a little bit about the the beta stage that you're at. You know, we're interested about what the development is from here and your overall marketing plan for ProtoConk. If you could touch on that. Certainly. Uh, from this point, we need a little bit of funding to get it to a commercializable prototype. What we have right now works, but there's some rough edges, as is the case whenever you're developing some kind of a device or accessory like the one that we're developing. The hope is that once we are able to get some funding to get it to commercializable state, then we can either invest in some infrastructure like a 3D printer, some bio-neutral resins, and start making kits of this available through mail order uh, for anybody who needs them, or partner with a medical device company or a frame manufacturer who wants to make this part of their service uh, that goes to um, the patients that are out there. The key element of it is we're narrow casting. There's just not a lot of people in the world, grand scheme of things, enough to make anybody a million dollars off this idea. This is the kind of thing that is being done with no real expectation of wealth, simply because for those people who need it, they really need it. And uh, that's what we're hoping to do. So we need a partner that's willing to make this available at a profit, of course, but recognizing this is not going to be the uh, the tentpole that sets up an entire company. Right. But definitely would be appreciated by the people out there who could benefit from it. Um, you know, thank you so much for your time. Just before we um, let you go, one last uh, question would be, you know, how has participation in the Bright Eyes pitch, um, or I should say the Bright Ideas pitch competition helped with the development of ProtoConk and where you're going from here? Well, we did not win, so we didn't get any financial award, which would have been nice, but I understand there were a lot of great ideas. The biggest thing that was helpful was talking to other inventors that were on Inventors Row, talking to a lot of optometrists who came by. Quite bluntly, this has been a multi-year process. And during the pandemic, things went a little slow, and it's easy to doubt yourself when you have an idea like this. Is this something that's just in my head, or do people really need it? What we learned is, one, a lot of cool ideas from other inventors about how to improve it. Two, optometrists walked by and said, yeah, is it ready yet? I need this. I've got patients. We talked to optometrists that work in children's hospitals, optometrists that work in VA hospitals, optometrists that work with deaf patients who have cochlear implants in their practices, and they all just kept saying, let us know when it's ready. We really need to make this available to our patients. So enthusiasm, as well as just really good ideas for how to improve the design, and hopefully what we can do over the next year is get it across the finish line into something that we could actually make available to people. Well, that sounds great. And I'll be watching for updates on ProtoConk as we go forward. Thanks again, Daniel, so much for coming and speaking with us today. Thank you.